Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the AVFC Faithful Podcast with myself, Dan. And myself, James. This week, we will be reviewing our one-all draw against Man City and looking forward to our very important clash at the King Power against struggling Leicester City. We'll start off by looking back at Man City at home Saturday night underneath the lights. James, we watched it. What were your thoughts? Um, happy with it, obviously. Um the first 30, 35 minutes, we had to like ride the wave, which I think we expected. And then we grew into it a bit more. It was a, a much better setup, and um, it's something I hope that we look at more going forward, being a bit more pragmatic because it suits us. And I hope it wasn't just a needs must because of it being City, if you know what I mean. I hope yeah. he, he uses, I hope he is a building block because he said in his post match that he had to look at his own philosophy in the past week not just the players and and that which is a promising promising sign so yeah I was really happy with it in the end and I mean you could say unlucky not to get three points to the Coutinho goal and, and all that but yeah a positive result and a positive performance which was nice after the past few weeks yeah it was a nice change wasn't it especially us I mean obviously we had our comments over the over the last few days, and especially on last week's pod, but you know, I think yeah. we all went into it thinking it was probably going to be a bit of a demolition job on us. So to come out with a draw and, and a well-deserved draw was was definitely a nice change. I think uh, yeah. what stood out most for me was was certain player cameos. You're looking at your Ashley Youngs. You're looking at Jacob Ramsey coming back into the light again. Yeah, Leon Bailey being impactful with not too many touches. It was quite enjoyable to see that because I'll be honest, I sort of recoiled when I knew Ashley Young was coming on just because I thought, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Foden and De Bruyne operate down those channels so well. I thought <laughs> he's got no chance. And then five minutes later, I see him absolutely body and beat for pace Kevin De Bruyne and play a brilliant ball through the middle. It was, it was outrageous. It was, yeah, yeah I mean, I know, I know I was unlucky to, to not really get to see Ashley Young in his prime for us uh, before obviously jetted off to, to the scum. So, um, it was uh, it, it was nice to see what what uh, maybe it wasn't exactly what he was of old, but to see what what an Ashley Young on form was. Yeah, it was. Um, well, it's, it's a different side of Ashley Young. That it's the yeah. I think when when he first came to us, he was that raw, exciting winger. He's now that seasoned, experienced pro, and he's played all across the park at this point. And it just shows that he's just he's an intelligent footballer. He's got stamina beyond belief, and my worry when he first came on, I was the same. Um, I have to say, I was a bit worried thinking that he had to come up against Foden and Foden's deceptively quick and he's really tricky. Yeah. He he made it look like he was a 22-year-old and Foden was 37. It, it was it was incredible. Um, but yeah, I think I love Matty Cash, but he's more of an athlete than a footballer compared to Young. Young was composed on the ball. Before Cash went off injured, there was a, a moment where Louise went mad at him because Louise was composing the ball, playing it from the back, passed it across the cash. He was in quite a bit of space, really, but he just hoofed it up the pitch straight away. Oh, yeah. Gave the, gave the ball away and Louise went crazy. And then when Ashley Young came on, it helped Louise out even more because that he was calmly playing it into midfield and he was cutting out, he was making interceptions. It was, it was brilliant. Um, he, he made it look like he was their best right back within 70 minutes. So. Yeah. It'd be interesting going forward now when Cash is back fit. I, I imagine he'll probably retake his place, but I, I was sceptical when we sent um, Kessler Hayden out on loan. I thought he would have been great backup, but mm. I think, well, Young's proved himself as handy backup there and probably at left back as well. And where else on the park he might come in handy. So, yeah, there were some good cameos, especially him at the weekend. 
Yeah, it was quite interesting to see, wasn't it? Because, yeah, like you said, I was quite critical of the fact we let uh, Kessler Hayden go. And yeah, yeah I, I was, um, it's, it's just nice, isn't it? It's nice to see something like that actually work out. And obviously then, you know, moving on with, obviously we had Jacob Ramsey playing further at the pitch on the left, like you were calling at the start of the season. I distinctly remember you asking him, you know, to be on that left and moving out yeah. to the left a bit more. Of course, he wasn't really a winger, so to speak. He was a bit more of a, a it was a weird shape, wasn't it? Because obviously we yeah. were out of possession a lot, so... Again, I, I'm uh, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some master tactician and knew exactly what was going on. I think you know <laughs> me and Gerard have that in common, really. But uh, and I and I want to address the fact that I, I've given I think fairly a lot of stick to the Scousers' way, but he deserves a lot of credit for that on Saturday because he, he swallowed a lot of his pride, I think, and that substitution on the 65th minute taking off McGinn changed our ability to get back into the game in my opinion because yeah. when we went one nil down I thought well I don't see us making anything of note through that middle I'm not saying it was Coutinho that, that made the whole goal because it wasn't but it was it was clearly a change of aspect in in the team as soon as we had that change go off and then as soon as we had uh we had obviously Luis sitting back with Kamara in that that three and that one up top. So yeah. I, I was I was I was very impressed with Gerard's ability to to understand what was going wrong and 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 be a bit more open minded. I'm I'm not sitting here saying I'm sold on the idea of Gerard still. I you know, but he has definitely given him given me a bit to to watch for this weekend, and I'm not going into it as as worried as I was last week. Yeah, yeah, that's that's same. Um, I think we both spoke last week. Um, saying that it seems inevitable, inevitable the way it was going. Um, we said we wanted him to prove us wrong, and that could be a turning point. The the point against City, I think, I'm feeling positive right now about Saturday. You know, Leicester, they've got a they've got a good squad. They're, just, they're not in good form, and they're as bad, if not worse, as us defensively. Mm. So we can really exploit uh, it. If he goes pragmatically again on the weekend, I think we will make Leicester suffer. Um, so yeah, my positive my positivity is well in check for Saturday, and then I think when it comes to the team news, we might see it change a little bit. Depends, but I, I don't know. I think after a performance like that, he'd be mad to change too much. And if he does change too much, then it is what it is. And I hope I hope it proves us wrong if, if he does change it. But we saw what I think our best way of playing was on Saturday, and Definitely. I think he. It came across in the post-match conference that he he did recognise that that was our best way of playing, but we know that he does have his ideal philosophies. But sometimes you have to sacrifice that in you know in search of results and performances. So yeah, he's earned himself a little bit more time. I think if he was to lose the next two, I still think he's in danger for the international break because it's it's just prime time. We all know that it's prime time that you change manager if you if you're feeling like it. So. Yeah. Was. But yeah, it was it was a, a result that many of us didn't expect, especially people outside of the club as well. So yeah, it, it can be a building block and I hope it is. Yeah, well, like you say, it's definitely spicing up a bit, isn't it, with the manager merry-go-round yeah. sort of happening with obviously we had uh, Tommy Tuchel well, being politely moved on from his job at Chelsea today. So it, it definitely seems yeah. like I think more and more now you're going to get owners pulling their fingers out with in regards to replacing managers because they're going to start thinking, well, if they're doing it, why aren't we? So I think whilst he'll definitely be looking at the fact and going, well, he's lost it and I haven't. So this is a good, a good sign. I think it's still a, it's still a sign that he might be thinking, oh, well, 
you know, it might might be they might be looking at me a bit more critically now and a bit more, well, if they're gonna change their manager, maybe we should look at changing our manager. Maybe everyone's been yeah. reminded of the fact that Potch is out. I think I think a lot of people forgot that <laughs> Potch was a manager. It, it happens though, doesn't it? A lot of people forget yeah. that managers are are about I mean, technically Sam Allardyce is still about. So, you know, uh, Sean Dyche is there. Everyone forgets he's, as soon as someone's sacked, if they're not in a job in a couple of weeks, you kind of get moved on, don't you, in the public eye. So Yeah. No, I I made it abundantly clear. I think if Potch is available, you get him. I don't but I haven't seen enough yet to see why they would get rid of Gerard because I don't think that Perslow is going to get rid of his mate. And I don't think yeah. the owners are going to overrule Perslow because that effectively makes Perslow redundant in his job. Yeah, yeah. I th- I th- I th- I'm still of the belief if, if one goes, they both go. I-, I think that's probably possible, yeah, because, you know, if it was Perslow that pushed it and pushed it, then he's <laughs> made that. He's made that mistake that's well held us back in that sense then. Um yeah. and, and with some of the signings as well that have a bit of a Perslow fingerprint on them, didn't they? Yeah. So I think if if one goes the both well, maybe not both go. It, my sticky situation with Perslow is he's he's a very good businessman. He's at the heart of the um North Stand plans, um, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So and especially with his FFP knowledge, having pretty much wrote most of it, as far as I know, he's handy to have around in that sense. So maybe it'd be a, a case of reviewing his position, but then would he accept that at the same time? I mean, he's got stakes in the club as well, I think. I'm not sure how big. So I don't know. It, it's, not, it's not a simple situation per se, but definitely not. In terms of the, the manager, it, it's for me, it's so tough because sometimes. Say, for example, if if last week they'd already spoke to Pochettino's reps, say, something like that, just because they knew that, you know, Gerard's not performing. So, that you know, the natural thing is that they have a contingency plan and they, they put the feelers out, don't they, usually? Yeah. So, if they'd spoke to someone and they gave, like, a bit of a green light and then you're seeing things like Tom, Thomas Tuchel getting sacked and opportunities might slip away from your hands... People can act fast, so it wouldn't surprise me if maybe he lost at the weekend and we did get rid. It's it's a tough situation, but for me, he's earned a bit of credit for the performance at the weekend, but it does have to be backed up again now. It can't just be a one-off because you're just papering over the cracks then. Um, And with the ambitions that the owners have got and the fan base now, it's a a slippy slope if uh, he doesn't get a result on Saturday. Definitely. It's, it's one of those where I think it's one to keep an eye on for, for most people. And I think we differ in the fact that I think if he loses on Saturday, I think I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be against him going because I think that's that's a shocker to lose to Leicester at the moment, no matter what club yeah, you are. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and again, like you said, I think we only lose to Leicester if we make so many changes back on what we already did on Saturday and, and revert to the same old, same old. And, and again, that would be Gerard's ineptence, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's one of those looking forward to Saturday, you know, it's, it's interesting because whilst I know I, I think I said before, I don't want to change too much. I think for us to sort of stand a chance and actually just show a bit more in terms of on the ball ability, a bit of a bit of tactical know-how and, and a sort of strata stuff a bit. I, I, I think I think McGinn's got to be dropped. Yeah, and yeah, I, th- I think he does. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I obviously it's not so simple because we don't know if Dendonka. I, I would assume Dendonka is going to be fine by then, 
I mean, it's been yeah. a week of a sore throat, so you know, it's a couple he of was lozenges in, and he'll be all right. He was in full training as well today. The yeah, exactly. So I, I think it'd be the perfect time to, because I think I don't know if you've seen, but there's been a lot of training clips coming out, and Kamara's quite far forward in the attacking plays. I would yeah. be surprised if we saw Kamara go into McGinn's position and McGinn drop out for Dendonka, and Dendonka take up that holding role. I think yeah. that's probably what he's looking at. So we'd have a, a three of Dendonka, Kamara, and Louise, which is good and better than what we're doing at the moment, I think. So yeah, I, I don't know what um, you think on that. Yeah, how, I, how I'd probably imagine it is because it probably will be a midfield three and a narrow yeah. three off the ball and then maybe splitting a bit wider on the ball, um, just like Saturday. Which uh, touching on Ramsey, which we said earlier, I think that really suits him at the moment. At this moment in time, in his development, I think he's not someone that's going to control a game. He's he likes to pick the ball up and carry it and attack the box. A couple yeah. of times on Saturday, he, he made that progressive run into the box that Jack used to do, and I think that that's sort of the mould he's in right now. I think he can progress to be a, a number eight in a system where they can get into the box, etc. But say. At the weekend, if we do bring Dendonka in for McGinn, I could see it being Dendonka and Kamara sort of sitting at times with Luis a bit bit further in front. Yeah. But it also gives that uh, free reign a little bit more to Kamara to get forward, whether that's either pressing when they're on the ball or because he's got a decent uh, range of passing, you know, be able to get near their box and make one of those switches um, to one of the fullbacks if they're a bit further forward. So, yeah, I, I can sort of see it like as a... a Six eight hybrid role that he'd play, and then Dendonka can be there to screen at the same time, which I think would be a nice little balance. You know that word again, balance. Balance. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm and I'm again. We've said I said it a couple of weeks ago. I think said it last week as well. He, he just needs he needs taking it the spotlight for now. I know it's not an easy decision to make since he's been made captain, but so you've got to make those brave decisions. If you make the brave decision to take it away from Mings because he's not performing or whatever, you've got to apply that to McGinn there. Yeah. McGinn's folding under the pressure for now, and I think you need to take him out of the spotlight because he's getting hate, criticism, everything. I think you need to take him out and then let him come off the bench and make that impact then. So I agree. He does need need resting, dropping, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he needs sort of the ability so that when, when Villa fans look back at the last time John McGinn played, it's a good memory, and we haven't had that for a long yeah. time. And I think coming yeah. off the bench, he's got the ability to do that. I mean, Buendia has the ability that most of the time we see him come off the bench, he's brilliant. So yeah. we constantly think he's brilliant. It's, it's, it's brilliant for him. And, you know, Coutinho looked really sharp when he came off the bench. Everyone's reactions yeah. changed. So maybe he'll see that and think, oh, maybe that's the way to go. And that's the way we should look at it. Yeah. I think you're right. I think we will stick with the three up top. I think we have to as well. I, I don't see us the point in us going narrow for, for, yeah. for Leicester because I think, I think they could have the ability to sort of destroy us in the wide areas, not in such a bad way as maybe City would have, but I think still they proved against Brighton that they've got the ability in their team to still score goals. Yeah. The ability to hurt you. And, and Brennan Rogers isn't a slack. He's not a bad manager or he's going for a bad time at the moment, but you know, yeah. it's always a, it's not always an easy game against these lot. And that's what worries me most is because it's these type of games where, I just I see us really faltering and, and I see us like going back to our old ways and Gerard thinking, oh, this is my chance of trying out the diamond again. This is my chance of, you know, trying these players in this way and, and being a bit too creative and sort of not just sticking to what's worked because it clearly worked on Saturday. So yeah. 
Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. I, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to watching it, to be honest. I think yeah. Be, and obviously, we're quite lucky in the fact that we are at the King Power. It's probably going to be a little bit toxic there. Um, yeah. As, as of recording right now, I, I don't think he is going to be, but Rogers is still in the job. I don't know. Maybe he goes tomorrow. Who knows? But I, I don't think he will. I think he'll he'll be given this weekend. I reckon they're one that's probably given till the, the international break and sort of waiting yeah. to see what options are out there. So... I think it might be a question of who shoots first in terms of the yeah. manager chases and, and the sackings and the manager chases. Um, and, and I disagree with Gary Neville. I think I think Poch would go to a club that isn't in the big six or, or the top six at the moment. I, I think he takes on a project. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes there, to be honest. Yeah, the, that was quite an interesting little two-minute segment on the overlap earlier because, I mean, Ornstein... He distanced himself from linking Poch to the job, but I also don't think he says anything without some sort of inclination. Um, because he was saying, you know, he doesn't think that Poch would discount Villa, which doesn't mean he, he'd take it, but I think it means he would be open to listening. Yeah. Um, which you, you know, it does make sense. His career's been a bit different. Like he he, he was at Espanol, I think, before he went to Southampton and then obviously made the step up to Spurs. But even Spurs at that point weren't this top top club that there were a a team in transition with a bit of a project, well, and he built top club now. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe they are. It, it's a tough call. Um, but yeah, it it does suit a project in a sense because even Spurs were a project at the time, and yeah, you had to use these younger players as well as a, a couple of more experienced players with like Dembele and that. Which you know, when you say that, it sounds a bit like Villa at this point because we have got a couple of younger players, but we have got these experienced heads now. But yeah, it, it was it was interesting because I, I've I've said a lot recently. I'm not sure whether Pot should take the job, but it's it's a bit of a fifty fifty balance for me whether he would. Um, I'm not sure, but at this moment in time, you know, Gerard's in the job, and I hope he's he's going to prove a lot of people wrong, and I hope he he succeeds. Obviously, which I'm pretty sure everyone feels that way. Um, we will see. It's a, it's a big two weeks coming up. These two, fi- well, the next four or five fixtures, I, I think, are winnable. I don't want to, you know, sound like this egotistical Villa fan, but you know that they are the more winnable games of of the league um, for us. So yeah, if he wins, if he gets four points out of the next two, he's got even more time, and then he has yeah. to keep on that. So it, at this point in Gerard's career, I think here, I think we have to just take it a game at a time, really. Yeah, I think it's only fair to as well um, yeah. to sort of leave it leave it in that sort of sense where you've got the ability to to review a manager's actual performance rather than look because again we we've been a bit disjointed in the fact that we had a poor end to the season with this big gap and then it's yeah. been poor again and it kind of feels like it's it's always been poor when it hasn't yeah. really so yeah. I, th- I think it is quite important like you said to take it a game at a time I wouldn't be surprised if we get absolutely sort of penned in by Leicester to a point where it ends up like a nil-nil draw and they've scrapped for it. If that's mm. the case, then I still think he deserves Southampton. Yeah. And because okay. just because I, I've just never been one for sacking managers off the backs of like wins or understandable draws. Yeah. If obviously we were like three nil down and then we came back to three all, then maybe I can understand it because it depends, you know. So it, it, I yeah. think I think it's really one to watch on Saturday. I think it's a uh, you know, a lot of people calling it El Sacchio. Uh <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they might not be wrong. To be honest, they might not be wrong. I think, I think you yeah. could see one of the one of the managers going after this weekend. Yeah, you, you could. It's as we always say, like football moves fast. Um, it really does, game to game at times. And I mean, the the Tuchel 
sacking was a, a bit of a surprise to me. It's come out today that, you know, it was a bit sour behind the scenes and stuff. But, yeah, it's a bit strange to me that they backed him £250 million in the summer. Um, and then, obviously, I mean, they gave him a Bamiang as well because of the, the relationship, I think. But yeah, he's he's gone now, which, you know, it it's not just the, perform- the performances and results that can change fast. It's relationships within a club and that, which you have to, you, you don't know about sometimes. So, as I said before, these two weeks are big in, in many ways. So, it's, it's, for us and Leicester, when you look at it, as it could be one of those games where it's nil-nil because it's such a big game for, for both, really, still. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it just wouldn't surprise me, that's all. I think, in, in regards to Leicester, I, I'm, I'm actually quite struggling to find any ways to sort of preview it because it, it seems so, it's just an odd game, isn't it? Because they, there's no sort yeah. of outlying areas where they just look poor. We don't look great apart from on Saturday. And again, I want to make it clear, I am... I am still positive about Saturday. It's just that these games are coming thick and fast now and, and you just gotta be aware of the landscape that's around it, haven't you, really? So Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, I, I think it'll be a good weekend. Hopefully we've got another sort of a podcast next week where we can, you know, be a bit more upbeat again and oh, four points where we expected maybe only three in the past two. Things are looking yeah. up again. So yeah, if he, if he goes these, well, including last weekend, if he finishes the, the last trio of games unbeaten, that's that's impressive to me. And, and I'm, I'm all right, unless they're all draws, in which case maybe it's a bit different. But yeah, he's not all right. He's not at the woods, but I think I think it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, you got anything else you sort of want to, want to comment on this week? I know it's a bit of a short one this week, but... Yeah, it just feels. I think last week was so hectic that I'm on a bit of a yeah. come down, to be honest. It, it's it's one of those. Um, I, I was thinking before before the city game, I had like um, I think it was was it transferred on day last Thursday. I remember yeah, recording. week today, week yeah. today. Yeah, um, I think I, I had a feeling after that it was probably the most negative I felt because we hadn't got. I looked at our squad and I thought, you know, we. We're lacking a bit of natural attacking width, and I, I tweeted about it on Saturday morning um, with the Liverpool Everton derby. You look at Everton, and they've got um, Damari Gray and Anthony Gordon out wide, and they're, they're yeah. not world beaters, but they have this exciting pace about them that you know it unlocks a bit, a bit of more in the team. Um, and I looked at our squad, and I thought, you know, we, we've literally just got Leon Bailey as as width. And, you know, we, we have got Jacob Ramsey in there as well. Well, he's not exactly a natural winger. He's not pacey. He does have that extra yard when he's on the ball. But I felt a bit negative about the squad at one point. But then you watch Saturday and th- there is a way that we can do this with this squad and, you know, further investment maybe in January. It, we, we can get quite a lot out of this squad still. Um, there's still ways. Um, not just how we played on Saturday either. I, I tweeted about being free at the back maybe at times because that means that the fullbacks can be the whip like he likes. But... Yeah, I, I'm glad that Saturday was positive because it, it gave us this feel-good um, feeling for the week, really. I know it was only a, a draw, but against City, it was just fully not expected. So No, not at all. Yeah, there's still a bit of, you know, unconvinced uh, fans, which is absolutely fair. But I think it, it was nice for this week to just feel a bit, a little bit more calm um, yeah. and, and knowing that this, this squad is really capable. So, yeah, I hope that Saturday is a, another step in the right direction. And it could be a, any sort of game Saturday, really. It could be open or it could be cagey. And it's, it's I think it's going to be a long 90 minutes, Definitely. I think, even if it's like a good good performance, because we're still going to have that shakiness, I think, 
in the fan base. Uh, yeah. But yeah, bring it on. I, I think we're ready for it. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I'll, I'll, I'll be keeping a keen eye on it uh, from behind the sofa every time a set piece comes up still, because I'm still <laughs> not ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I, again, there's not much more for me to add, so I, I, I'm happy to wrap up there as long as you are, James. Yeah, all good. It's been a, as you say, it was one of those, there wasn't really too much to review or preview. It's a, it's a stepping stone podcast for the next couple of games, I think. So, yeah, definitely. It was just nice to feel a bit positive. It was, yeah. And I do urge a lot of people to try and take the positives out. It can get quite hard to not keep up with the negative sort of side of things, you know, and to, and to kind of get wound up in it all. So, yeah, definitely try to um, try to enjoy it. I, I definitely did <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the night. So, yeah, yeah, to all those going up to the King Power, do have a you know safe journey. Enjoy it. Sing loud, sing proud. Back the boys. Yeah, you know, just just enjoy yourselves. And uh, yeah, so uh, that, that's uh, that's actually sorry. One more thing that I wanted to say. Um, go for it. Villa Park was absolutely rocking on Saturday. You could yeah. hear it on TV. I've seen videos on Twitter, and people that were there said it was brilliant. And that's. It's going to be a massive factor going forwards and we all know that the away support's brilliant as it is so if that home support matches that that's a big factor so yeah i just wanted to put that out there as well no definitely it's, it's good that you did that thank you for remembering it because it did uh it did cross my mind earlier and i completely forgot about it so it's good one of us is on the ball today eh? <laughs> yep i don't mind taking that mantle <laughs> exactly <laughs> all righty well we'll leave it there so thank you all for listening it was a short one this week but uh yeah, we've got a busy couple of weeks coming up, so keep your eyes open and, uh, yeah, up the villa. Up the villa. <laughs>